04, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show, Morgan and Bill. So, Morgan, I'm leaving my house this morning. I'm pulling out of the driveway. I drive down my street. I turn left, and I look to my right, and I see it for the first time in 2023, or at least this holiday season. I see Christmas lights. Oh, November 7th. It was very subtle. It was... My neighbor, and I guess, I don't know, is it really my neighbor? Because it's really far down the street, and, and it's not even on the same <laughs> your street. Your street neighbor. Oh, it's not on the same street? Then no, not your neighbor. Okay, so you have to be living on the, straight, the same street to be a neighbor? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but they had just lights on their front porch, like going down the, um, what am I talking about? When you go up the steps, what do you hold on to when you go up the, the steps? The handrail? Yeah, the handrail. They had uh, lights on the handrail, and they had some lights in one of the bushes, but that's it. So I don't know if they're, they're just getting started. Slowly but surely. But I have to say, um, anybody who's smart here in Northeast Ohio would have done the Christmas lights this weekend with it being 60 degrees, because soon you're not going to have that opportunity anymore. What an excellent point that is, because I've been burned by that in the past. Right. Where I've always been, a, the lights go up the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. because Also because I usually have the day off on that day. I've got plenty of time to put up the tree. And, but I've been outside before where my hand, I can't even feel my hands as I'm trying to put so out cold. outdoor lights. You're right, Morgan. I should have thought ahead on that. Because you can still put them up, but don't turn them on. Right. And anyway. nobody would ever know. So where are you in the decorating your your house for Christmas process because you had started, but then you went to Vegas for yeah. BravoCon. I haven't done anything else. Um, just have a couple decorations out, but I did. We got home yesterday and I did tell David, I'm like, this week, the tree's <laughs> going up. This week it is. And he's like, okay, whatever you say, honey. There He, he has fair and advance warning <laughs> that Christmas is about to explode at Morgan's house. Yes. So Morgan is back from Las Vegas from BravoCon. I'm exhausted. <laughs> And I I think that if you have specific questions for Morgan about her trip to BravoCon, because Morgan lives in that world. She lives in the Bravo world, and she knows all of the personalities and all of the shows, and I know very little of them. So I'm not sure if I'm going to ask all of the proper questions. I mean, I have lots of questions about your trip to Vegas. Okay. It's just that I don't know if I, I'm going to ask questions that people are – if people really want to know about you meeting – uh, Catherine, whoever, <laughs> from the Real Housewives of Portugal show. I'm just making it up because right, I, I don't right. know. Uh, you should call in this morning, 216-474-0104, or text in the show. Yeah. And I will, I will ask your question for you. Uh, but we'll get into uh, that this morning. We have Hootie and the Blowfish tickets this morning. It's the Q Morning Show. Thanks for being here. They make your day. They make you laugh. Morgan and Bill. It's like they've been friends forever. And they're fun to listen to. The Q Morning Show. Q104. Q104. 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill, the Q Morning Show. So where do we start? Morgan's back this morning from Las Vegas. She was at BravoCon. Let me ask this question. Mm -hmm. Because you went to BravoCon last year. I right? did. In New York City. Yes. Compare BravoCon 2022 to BravoCon 2023 in Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, BravoCon 2023 was leaps and bounds better than BravoCon 2022. Which I'm very happy about because it's not a cheap weekend. It's pretty expensive when you consider the ticket prices, the flights, the hotels. Um, you know, I was already complaining before we left because there's logistics. Like if you want to meet a Bravo celebrity, you were supposed to like sign up for a photo op time. They sold out. It's just a lot of craziness. But I will say Vegas in general is built for that type of convention, I guess, if you want to call it, a, you know, Bravo Con. It's really, the venue was much better. Um, what you got for your money this year was a lot better. So, so overall. You, you spent more in New York last year. Or no, wait. No, I you spent, spent more, more in Vegas. This year. Yes. But you did you only go for a day? 
Oh, no. In New York City last year? Oh, oh no. you went for the entire weekend. I was weekend. there for three days, yes. Okay, three days in New York City and now three days in Las Vegas. Yes. Okay. But it was just interesting, too, you know, because um, it was husband David's first experience in Las Vegas. I've only been there one other time for 24 hours, so I didn't really, like, do the whole Vegas thing. Why were you there for only 24 hours? Um, back in the day, I actually was on a job interview. Oh, really? Yeah, with Odyssey, just at a station in Vegas. Okay, so there's really no time to experience the strip, like walk the strip or or do anything like that when you're on a job interview. Right. Correct? Yeah, but I have to say, and I'm sorry if you love Las Vegas, but David and I hated it. We hated it. I forget where you guys stayed. We stayed at um, Horace. Is that how you say it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Is that near it's like Caesars? right smack dab in the middle of the Las Vegas Strip, which maybe that's why we didn't love it. We're old. Well, no, that's where you want to be. It is? Yeah. I mean, you want to be with... I, I'd like to be in a hotel where... If I'm going to be on the Strip... I would want to be in a place where you're within walking distance of all the good stuff. Yeah, which we were. And I mean, that was great. But like, I'm too old for it. I'm too old for it. You know, like shoulder to shoulder on the street. You know, people coming up to you dressed as the Incredible Hulk. You know, I'm like, I can't be here right now. Sometimes the smell of it was like not great. Have you ever noticed the smell of Las Vegas? Sure. I'm sure that... uh that I process the smell of it's Las Vegas, and great. if I ever go back someday, I'll it'll all come rushing back. We to couldn't me. even figure out how to gamble. Like we got a <laughs> little ticket thing to go play the slots, and we still couldn't figure it out. So I think just not the place for us. I mean, we still had a good time. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I'm not going to be going there again anytime soon. Probably next year for BravoCon is the next time I will be back. I totally get that. I mean, we've we all eventually age out of Vegas or we figure out how to do Vegas where it's more our speed right? and it's more our, our style. I get that. So for instance, you may if you ever go back, you may figure out, okay, well these are the things that I like to do in Vegas. And you don't get because it's overwhelming when you first it's, get there. Yeah, it's very overwhelming. You don't know what you're supposed to do, yeah. and you're just walking around. And once you figure it out, right? Then you figure out, oh, these are the restaurants that I want to go to. This, these are the shows that I want to see. And I mean, I'm not a big gambler either, so yeah, I'm not on the casino floor a whole lot. Right. I'll go to the sports book maybe to watch a game or something like that. I think David would enjoy that to go to a sports book when there's a like a huge rugby final. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we just need to plan a little bit better. But yeah, we we that's kind of how we felt. We just walked around aimlessly every single day, four days in a row. We walked six miles. <laughs> right. So yeah. like, I'm really tired. I'm still not recovered. 216-474-0104. If you have specific questions about Morgan's BravoCon weekend, I, we should get into this at some point. Like, what was the the major highlight of your weekend in in BravoCon? We'll get, we'll get into that at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm gonna say, do you want me to answer this right now? Or no, we wait. Okay, we got plenty of time this morning. <laughs> yeah, we're, still early. We're gonna be here until at least ten. Yeah. <laughs> And we have Hootie and the Blowfish tickets coming up, too, right around 6.50 this morning. Q104. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now Morgan and Bill. This is one of those mornings where it just feels like I can't have enough coffee. There's not enough coffee for me. Me, too. I even slept for, like, nine hours last night. I'm so tired. Yeah, I've been sleeping well lately, too. Oh, well, you know, I'm a little jet lagged, personally. And we also didn't sleep very long. What was it? Not last night. Two nights ago. Yeah. But David and I were both out like a rock at 8 o'clock last night. Out like a rocket or a rock? A rock. Out like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, Starbucks has announced plans to open 17,000 new locations by 2030. How is that possible? Where are they going to put these locations? I was thinking the same thing. I mean, what isn't it always the joke that there's a Starbucks on, on every, every corner? corner? And there is one on every corner. Yeah, I know that's true in Chicago. Like that was that's the only place that I've ever been and you've probably been to other places. 
When I was in Chicago, I felt like there was a Starbucks on every on corner. On every single corner? Walking around. Cleveland, downtown Cleveland's not that way. How many Starbucks locations do we have downtown? We have the uh, one. Yeah, I know of one right there. By us. That's at 9th and, wait, no. That's it. I'm really Fort- bad at direction, so don't ask me that question. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's over there. In the Playhouse Square area. It's over there. We we should know this. It's 14th think, and Euclid. Yeah. 14th, that's what it is. Sure. I think there's only one Starbucks downtown. That one. Yeah. I, I guess someone said, hey, we need more. We need more of these things. 17,000 new, new locations by 2030. Well, good for them, honestly, you know? Hollywood Dirt Sheet on the way. What are we getting into this morning, Morgan? Dr. Phil's coming back to prime time. Didn't you miss him? Oh. <laughs> it's been a while, but he's coming out with his own network. It's a whole big deal. I'm so happy. I'm sure you are. We'll get into that next. It's the Q Morning Show, Q104. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show. Good morning. It's Morgan and Bill just getting started here this morning. We're going to have Hootie and the Blowfish tickets on the way in about 10 minutes. All things entertainment right now. Morgan has a Hollywood dirt sheet. Taylor Swift threw a watch party for the Kansas City Chiefs game. You know, being immersed in all this Bravo conness for the past three days, I forgot that people cared about Taylor Swift. I thought people only were focused on Kyle Richards and Andy Cohen. But anyways, we're back to the Taylor news. Yeah, it's funny that you bring this up because yesterday I was talking about how Taylor was out on the town mm-hmm. with her squad on Saturday night and Brittany Mahomes was with her. Mm-hmm. So they both decided to skip the Chiefs game. Well, the Chiefs game was in Germany. Right. So it was probably difficult for, well, it's actually, it's not difficult for no, the two of not. them to go to Germany. <laughs> right. Maybe inconvenient for them to go to, right, to right, Germany. Right. But I did not hear about the watch party. Well, yes, I'm sure Brittany Mahomes was there because a lot of Wags is what they call them. That's wives and girlfriends of football players. Um, yeah, so they all went to Taylor's house. Uh, Travis Kelsey also felt the love in Germany because Taylor Swift showed support in another way by liking a photo on Instagram in which he celebrated a huge career milestone, that being him being the all-time leading receiver in franchise history. So... Well, that's true love right there. True love. If she liked that Instagram post. (laughs) In TV news, Dr. Phil is launching his own TV network featuring his own show. So Dr. Phil returning to television with a new primetime show. It's scheduled to air on February 26th at 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. On his newly launched network called Merit Street Media, Dr. Phil expressed his excitement for the project and emphasized that the network is focused on viewers' interest. Uh, Merit Street Media describes themselves as a cable TV network dedicated to providing essential news and entertainment. The format of Dr. Phil's new show will be similar to his previous daytime talk show, except it's at 8 p.m. That's that's like the major difference, right? Is that instead of it being at 11 a.m., it's at 8 p.m. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you could probably watch it whenever you want, just yeah. like we're watching all the other TV. I mean, there's no reason to tune in at 8 o'clock. It's probably streaming all the time. Right. We'll have to see what other shows Dr. Phil and his new network come out with, because if it's only that, like, I don't know if people are going to choose Merit Street Media over, you know, whatever other streaming service they have to pay for in today's yeah. day and age. We totally needed this. We needed a new network. We needed a new app. Way to read the market, Dr. Phil. And Justin Timberlake is continuing to move forward after Britney Spears' tell-all. Now that Britney Spears' memoir has made its initial rounds, Justin Timberlake and his wife, Jessica Biel, are dealing with the fallout. A source close to the couple says that Justin feels awful that Jessica has to deal with things from so long ago from his past in the present. Um, And I think that's very telling. Because Justin Timberlake has even turned off comments on his Instagram account, as has his wife, Jessica Beale. She has limited the comments so that only people she follows can leave comments on her Instagram page. I also feel bad for Jessica Beale. It's not her fault. And this was how many years ago? Yeah, and it's really not the first time that Jessica Beale's been pulled into... Drama with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you would... 
I mean, she's used to it. Yeah. I mean, she's dealt with this before, but yeah. You're like, I, if you're Jessica Biel, you're like, Justin, yeah. can you just give me like a day, please? Yeah. I, I do feel bad for her as well. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more, is up at Q104.com. You can get it there and always on the free Odyssey app. Coming back with Hootie tickets next on the Q Morning Show. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Waking you up. Q104. 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show, Morgan and Bill. Waves of 90s nostalgia is just washing over me. I love it. I mean... Hootie and the Blowfish. I only want to be with you. Along with Collective Soul and Edwin McCain at Blossom Music Center, August 15th. I gave away Hootie and the Blowfish tickets when they were a new band. <laughs> and Collective Soul and Edwin McCain. And here I love we are, it. Here we are doing it again in 2023. So these tickets go on sale on Friday morning. You can win tickets before you can buy them all this week. We're going to play a game. It is called Name That 90s Sound. Okay. I'm going to play for you a specific sound that was really only heard in the 90s. If you can identify this sound, then you will get the Hootie tickets. Here is this morning's sound. I know what it is. <laughs> Stop. People are going to think something's wrong with the station if they're just tuning in. Nothing's wrong. And sometimes it went on forever and forever. (laughs) 216-474-0104. If you can identify that 90s song. Sound. Sound. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a song. We'll start with caller 14 and take the first correct caller after that. Good luck. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill playing Name That 90s Sound. This is for Hootie and the Blowfish tickets. August 15th at Blossom Music Center, along with Collective Soul and Edwin McCain. Sarah from Lynnhurst is on the line right now. Sarah, good morning. Good morning. Can you name that 90s sound? Yep, it was the dial-up for AOL. <laughs> yep, it sounds like we're all on it right now, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly right. You've got it. Yes, dial up for AOL. Oh, I can still remember just sitting at my computer, watching it, watching it, watching it, waiting. Sometimes, like Bill said, you'd be there for hours. And then after after you get connected, then you'd hear this. You've got mail. Oh, the good old days. See, I thought that that was an easy one, right? Yeah, that was an easy one. Okay, I thought somebody would say fax machine. Like, I was looking for wrong answers. I thought somebody would say, because to me, it sounds like a fax machine. Is that what a fax machine sounds like? I don't know. Sarah, does it sound like a fax machine, too, the AOL dial-up? I don't think so. I mean, those are a little different, and like they usually just ring and like ring busy, but that's a a nostalgic sound. (laughs) It's been a while since I've heard of fax machines, so maybe I just need a refresher. Maybe. But Sarah, you are going to Hootie and the Blowfish next summer. I know, still a while, but that's okay. That's because I used to be young. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now Morgan and Bill, the Q Morning Show. So the most hated man in America. Morgan says she ran into this person while she was in Las Vegas. I'm thinking, like, I mean, are the possibilities endless? No. I'm I'm thinking (laughs) Las Vegas, and I'm like, all right. They're not endless. I mean, is she going to say that she ran into Carrot Top? No. Although I did see um, advertisements for his show while I was there. Donny Osmond? No, No, it can't be Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond is lovable. Maybe the most infamous man, specifically this year. I mean, we've talked about him on the show numerous times. Yes. He was in the big involved in the biggest cheating scandal in reality TV. So this is from the Bravo Con world. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have no idea. Who would, who did you run into? You How often have we talked about Scandaval? Oh, Sc- Tom Scandaval. <laughs> well, his last name isn't Scandaval. Oh, no, it's not I thought no. it was. Thought... It's Sandoval. Oh, I was going to say how how appropriate <laughs> to have that last name no, because they, he's always in a scandal. They coined the term Scandaval because Tom Sandoval was in the middle of this huge scandal. And not only did I meet Tom Sandoval, Bill, David and I 
were stuck in a hotel room by ourselves with Sandoval. How is all this for possible? 30 minutes. I don't know. David <laughs> and I happen? were too stunned to speak. Well, as you know, I was doing some other work while I was there because I freelance a lot, writing different articles and doing different things. And long story short, um, the the company that I was there working for doing some freelance stuff with, they had a hotel room where everything would be done in that room, right? Mm -hmm. And very long story short, our schedules overlapped. So David and I are in there working. It's late at night. It's like... Well, it's not late, but BravoCon ended every day at, at like four thirty, five o'clock. So David and I were in there about six o'clock and we're, we're sitting there, we're working, we're getting video stuff. And all of a sudden I see the door creak open, right? And I don't know who it is, but David and I are in the middle of something. So I'm like, yeah, come in and in walks. Tom's Tom Sandoval. And I was like, oh, he's all by himself. I, I was, yes. He had his, his manager was with him. That was it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I literally, David and I were looking at each other like, is this really happening right now? Are we in a hotel room alone with Tom Sandoval, the most infamous reality TV villain of the year? And we were like, hi, hi. David was like, <laughs> hi, Sandoval. You know, so awkward. Um, Did David recognize him right away? Immediately. Okay. Yeah, because I make, you know, I make him watch everything <laughs> with me. And that's right. another thing. You know, David tried to act like he was only going to BravoCon to take the pictures with for me or whatever. He's in every picture smiling just as big as I am. He really enjoyed himself. So I don't want to hear it. But yeah, that was wild. Okay, so what are your impressions of him now after meeting him? Is this all, is his personality and all of this scandal stuff, is that just for hype? Is it for TV? Or do you actually still not like him? I mean... He wasn't necessarily warm to us. I'll mm-hmm. put it that way. Um, he seemed kind of aggravated, a little agitated, although I do think it was because I think he was aggravated because he was waiting for his partner in crime, Tom Schwartz, um, to get there so they could do something together. And Schwartz was like 45 minutes late. So I think we just kind of got that energy from him. But I did tell him, you know, because they had this huge Vanderpump Rules panel is probably the biggest panel of the weekend. And people were booing him and like, you know, asking, telling (laughs) him like, why are you here or whatever? And I did say, you know, Tom, all things considered, I think you handled yourself pretty well this weekend. It's, it's not easy to deal with that on a, on a massive stage, people booing you and whatever. And he was appreciative of that. And actually, um, when we left, uh, Sandoval's manager left with us and he was like, um, He left with us because he had to go downstairs to get Michael Rappaport to come back up. It was just a crazy, bizarre time that we were living in. Michael Rappaport was there? He was there. He hosted a panel. Uh, But anyways, the manager says to us, thank you for being nice to him. No one's nice to him. (laughs) So he's like talking to David and I. He's like, if you guys ever want to do like a content collab. And I said, well, is Tom's band coming to Cleveland? You know, because Tom goes around with a touring band. Uh And he was like, I think he is in the spring. And I said, I work on a morning show. Let's get him on the air. And he was like, we will. We will. He gave me his email. So, Bill, you you and I could interview Tom Sandoval. Okay. I I think... What is more likely to happen is you will be interviewing Tom Sandoval. (laughs) And you'll be like, what's your last name, Sandoval? Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That was Uh, the most interesting part of the weekend, for sure. So there are pictures from Morgan's trip to BravoCon in Las Vegas. Uh, I see those right now at the Q Morning Show. And, of course, all of the... The, the pop culture entertainment stuff that Morgan does, uh, you can find that on her personal Instagram as well, at Morgan P. Talks. There's a lot more stuff and a lot more in-depth stuff uh, for, for anyone that's really in the BravoCon world, in the Bravo world. Yes. Whew. Very good. I'm exhausted. I need a break from Bravo. Well, you're not getting a break here because we got the <laughs> Cleveland Confessional coming up. It's an anonymous caller today. Uh-oh. You know what that means. That means uh, it's supposed to be... St- Tom Scandalous. <laughs> so we'll see if it is. Uh, that's next. It's the Q Morning Show. Cleveland is waking up to the Q Morning Show. Awesome way to wake up. It's Morgan and Bill. So much good music. I love it. On Q104. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to overshare. Hey, uh, so mom. Yeah, it can be something juicy, embarrassing, or even life-changing. Step into our confessional. The Cleveland Confessional on the Q Morning Show. Ooh, anonymous caller today. Uh-oh, that means it's really bad. All right, someone think of a fake name quick. Uh, Annie. Annie's good. Annie, good morning. Good morning. Annie, whose real name is not Annie. But it's easier to call you Annie and not Anon. <laughs> right. Or something like oh, that. Good. Uh, okay, so why do you need to be anonymous, Annie? Tell us your confession. Well, I was cleaning my room, um, actually our room, um, my boyfriend uh, has a journal that I found under our bed. A journal? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really know what it was when I grabbed it. So I just kind of opened it and I opened it to the last page. And uh, it was just sort of an impulse. So you're confessing so, that you read your boyfriend's private journal, right? Yeah. You're saying, Annie, you never knew that he had a journal? Like, he doesn't, like, sit there and write in his journal before you go to bed every night and then shove it in a drawer? No, and it... no. So it's he a usually, secret journal. I think, he, I think he does it in the morning, actually. Like, maybe it's a dream thing or, like, I, I get up and I go to work, so I don't see he, what he does when he wakes up. So that's what I assume, but, um, yeah. Okay, I want to get some groundwork before we get into, like, what actually was in the journal. Obviously, you guys live together. How long have you lived together? We've been living together for about six months. And is he, like, the one? Yeah. I mean, I thought I thought we were good. Um, but now, after reading this journal, I, I don't really know. Um, oh, so there are things about your relationship in there? I mean, I don't want to go into too much detail because these are intimate personal thoughts um, and feelings of his. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. But it does make me feel like he's confused about where we stand um, and what he may want long-term. But I definitely want something long-term with him. So I'm, I'm just feeling really um, caught. Can you just, I can't say anything. Yeah. And can you just clarify? I know you said you don't want to give details because it is his private personal journal, but like, was he only writing about you and being confused about the relationship or was it other things that he was confused about? Um, it was other stuff. It, it wasn't just me. You know, he's questioning pretty much everything. And obviously that's making you a bit insecure, I guess. Cause you're thinking you live with this guy, you're happy. You guys both live here in Cleveland and you're thinking this is the trajectory of your relationship then you read his private journal, and it might not be. Yeah, um, and it feels, I, I, I feel guilty because I feel like I'm invading his privacy, so I don't really want to bring it up, but I also think he may be hurt that I've read some of this stuff because oh, I yeah. thought we were on the same page. Right, oh gosh, this is messy. I don't know what to do. Well, you can't tell him, right? I mean, we oh. we both agree on that. You can't confess to him that you're reading his secret journal. That, I mean, let's at least agree on that. I mean, you're not going to start that conversation. I mean, how else do you tell him, though? I know you're having doubts about our relationship. I don't think out you of do. Nowhere. I don't think you do. How can she live her life knowing that her boyfriend might not even want to live in the same city as her? Okay, 216-474-0104. If you want to call in, and if you think you have some advice for Annie, she found her boyfriend's secret journal. She's been reading it. She needs to stop immediately, but I don't think she ever brings this up to her I boyfriend. think she has to. These are huge factors in their relationship. See, I think I'm the perfect person to ask advice about this because this is something that I have done. You have? In a previous relationship. I used to read my ex-girlfriend's diary oh all the time. Oh my gosh, stop. She Annie only did it once. <laughs> all the time. Uh, and I will tell you the lessons that I learned from that. Okay. 216-474-0104. Help us out on the Cleveland Confessional. Oh, but instead I only wish 
90s, 2000s, and now Morgan and Bill, the Cleveland Confessional. We heard from Annie, not her real name. Name, no, yeah. She came in anonymous, but we gave her a fake name. So she was cleaning the bedroom. She's been living with her boyfriend for only six months and discovered that he has a secret journal. It's very emo of him to have... I mean, it's. I would say it's more common than you would think. Is it? Yeah. I don't know anybody that has a, a journal or a diary. As it's good for people's mental health. Get all their thoughts out. Do they still call it diary or is that an old yeah, term? Yeah, I think the diary might be the old term. So Morgan and I are talking like what we're, we're disagreeing right now as far as I don't think Annie could ever tell him that she found the secret journal. Well, the reason why she's concerned is that he has been writing all of these concerns about their relationship. And it's one thing if it's just like, oh, I don't know about my job or whatever. He doesn't know if he wants to live in Cleveland. He doesn't know if he wants to be with her. And now that she's read these things, I just think you can't act like you just didn't read them. It's going to it's going to eat her up inside. But you can't confess to reading his private journal. That is a violation. I think we have to find a happy medium because she has to get this off her chest. Lots of calls. Let's go to Vanessa in Akron first. Vanessa, good morning. Good morning. What do you think? Well, I... Morgan has a good point. It is good for your mental health to journal and, you know, write out your feelings. You can kind of sort them out because sometimes when you write things down, they become clearer to you or you can see things in a different way. But like I said earlier, it's like going through somebody's phone. We do it, and sometimes we have to, and you can't really just hide the fact that you found something in their phone. Okay, that's a little bit different, though, isn't it? Because if you're going through the phone, no. aren't, don't you have a suspicion already? Possibly? It's um, well, that's what makes it easier for her to bring it up to him is because, like, hey, I want to talk to you. You know, I was cleaning, and I found this notepad or whatever, and I didn't know what it was, so I looked at it, and I just want to know if you know, you want to talk about it. I apologize if it feels like you're violated. I didn't mean to clean. I mean, what does she say? All right. Thank you, Vanessa. I appreciate the call this morning. Let's see what Katie in Akron has to say. Katie, good morning. Good morning. Do you agree with Vanessa? Do you think it's okay to confront the boyfriend and say, hey, found this journal, and I want to specifically talk about your thoughts about our relationship? I mean, I mean, from experience and everything like that, um, I mean, I've confronted my boyfriend about some things in the past, but in, uh, <laughs> in reality... What? Was it the journal, should, though? No, no, he didn't have a journal or anything like that. Um, he didn't have doubts about our relationship or anything like that. Um, it's just some things that people just don't tell you. So, in, in my opinion, you should just uh, have conversation and just uh, see where it goes. Kind of like... You know, really, I guess you could say do some investigation in your own mind about what you're having conversations about. Kind of like follow your heart. Don't read his journal again because it's just going to put more doubt in your brain. Yeah, don't. Uh, I say don't do that. I, yeah. You have to stop reading the journal right now. Yeah. And something Vanessa said, too, that I, I want to touch on in a second. But let's go to Jen in Cleveland. Jen, good morning. Good morning. What do you think Annie should do here? Should she I, tell the boyfriend that she found the journal and read it? Absolutely. I think she should confront him in a non-confrontational way, of course, but she also needs to keep in mind she wants honesty from him. She needs to give him honesty. And in order to do that, she needs to be upfront with him, say, hey, I was cleaning. I've never seen this before. I opened it. Mm -hmm. I read it, and I'd like to discuss some of the things in it. If she can't be open and honest with him about that, how are they ever going to move forward in their relationship? And I you, don't disagree. You agree with that, Morgan? Yeah, I just think she now knows the information, and the information is not going to leave her brain. So if they're living together and she wants this relationship to go the distance, she's not going to be able to shake off what she just read. So I feel like she needs 
the clarity for herself. And she can just say, I mean, it's not like she intentionally was like, oh, I know he uses this journal. I'm going to read every last page of it. Okay, but once you realize it's the journal, you know what you're reading, and she probably should have put it down right then and there. Yeah, and she could say that. Okay. She could say, I I, I know this was wrong. I should have put it down, but I can't pretend like I didn't see this. So this was me years and years ago. I was dating a girl. I was still in college. And I discovered that she had a diary or a journal in her nightstand. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes if she's getting a shower and I'm in her room all by myself, I would grab that diary and I would read through the entries. See, that's the difference. You did it multiple times. Oh, yeah. I did it whenever she was out of the room. (laughs) And did she ever talk about you in her diary? Oh, yeah. And she did not like you. The first entry that I stumbled upon that had my name on it was, I think I'm getting sick of Bill. Okay. And then you kept reading it. Why? Why? Because I wanted to know why she was sick of me. (laughs) And then she wrote like a couple days later, I think I'm going to end this relationship in like June or something like that. Oh my gosh. So you know what I did? I ended it in May. Okay. Well, good for you. (laughs) But I never brought up the fact that I, that I knew well, How because you wanted feeling. to break up with her. Well, I mean, her actions were also mirroring. I tried to use the word mirroring. Mirroring. Yeah. Her actions were, were going along with what she was writing in her diary. So I mean, it wasn't a big could, surprise no, to you. I could tell that we were headed in that direction. Right. Anyway, but here's what I learned from that experience. That, And, and this is just my experience, is that people who journal and people who, who keep a diary, you're writing down your thoughts and, and you're writing down your thoughts at that moment. And it's almost, in a way, it's like venting. And so you write, the, your feelings come out and they come out on paper. Mm-hmm. You might not feel that way 10 seconds after you write, write it. Yeah, I, I get that too. But I just think that now that she's read it, it's never going to leave her. So they have to come up with some type of way to to move forward and make everybody happy in the meantime. A lot of different advice for you, Annie. I would say just pick the one that sounds right to you. <laughs> Because I don't think we're going to agree on this one. It's the Q Morning Show, Q104. Good morning. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill, the Q Morning Show. Battle of the Burbs on the way in about 10 minutes. Let's get into a Hollywood dirt sheet with Morgan right here. Prince Harry says he got no invite to his dad's 75th birthday. So while British tabloids hinted that Harry and Meghan had decided not to make the trip, Prince Harry is maybe correcting any misconception. A spokesperson for the Duke and Duchess of Sussex tells People Magazine, in response to UK media headlines, there has been no contact regarding an invitation to His Majesty's upcoming birthday. It is disappointing. The Sunday Times has misreported this story. Um, There is still some time for things to change. King Charles's birthday is a week from today, so we'll see if they go. How old is this guy going to be? He's still having birthday parties? 75. Come on. Michael Strahan will be off the GMA uh, stage for a third week. So popular co-host, he's already missed the last two weeks due to a personal or personal reasons and will be out again. His publicist says Michael Strahan will not be with us this week as he is dealing with some personal family matters. We appreciate everyone's thoughts and concerns. Uh, The Football Hall of Famer has also skipped Fox NFL Sunday during this time. So I hope everything's okay. In TV news, Dancing with the Stars will unveil a Taylor Swift episode. Taylor Swift has been bouncing effortlessly from her Eras tour to the NFL and now to the ballroom. Uh, Dancing with the Stars, the reality dance competition, will honor the pop superstar by airing an episode dedicated entirely to her music. It will be called A Celebration of Taylor Swift. It will put the six remaining couples against each other to Swift's music and will air on November 21st. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more, is up at Q104.com. You can get it there and always on the free Odyssey app. Coming back with Battle of the Burbs and a chance to win Lauren Daigle tickets next. In Northeast Ohio, we proudly rep our suburbs. But there can be only one winner in the land. Battle of the Burbs on the Q Morning Show. Let's find out who's playing today. We go to Mentor, Menor, 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 a graduate of Menor High School. It's Becky. Becky, good morning. Good morning. Your challenger today 
It's from Illyria, a graduate of Lewis County High School in Weston, West Virginia. It's April. April, good morning. Good morning. Here we go. Let's play Battle of the Burbs. All right, ladies. It's the best of five question challenge. Your name is your buzzer. Here we go with question number one. What is the name of the animated fish in Finding Nemo who has short-term memory loss? April. April? Dory. Dory is correct. Question number two. How many children does Kris Jenner have? Becky. Becky? Uh, six. Six is correct. Tied with one answer right apiece. Question number three. Which streaming platform gained popularity for its original series, The Mandalorian? April. I think April just got it in. Yes. Disney Plus. Disney Plus is correct. Okay, April, you could win the game with this next question. Becky, you have to get this question right to stay alive in the game. Question number four. Which rapper released the album, the Marshall Mathers LP? Becky. Becky? Eminem. Eminem is correct. We are tied. It all comes down to question number five. What social media site would you have a top eight on? No one? Ladies, are you no idea. You never had a Oh my gosh. Okay, MySpace was the correct answer for that oh, question. Yeah. Okay. To All be right. fair, I was never on MySpace either. Oh my gosh. I loved the top eight. That's I think been we a need couple to years. bring it back in real life. Okay, anyways, here's the tiebreaker question. Question number six What is the official currency of the United States? Becky. Be- April. Becky for the win? U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is right, Woo! Becky. You did it. Yay. That was a tough one today. I'm so mad that nobody knew what MySpace was. Did you actually have a MySpace page, Becky? I did, but, you know, that was, like, a really long time ago. Okay. Yeah. Pre-Facebook, pre-Instagram, pre-TikTok, all the things. Can yeah. you name your top eight right now? God, no. I'm probably <laughs> not even friends with them anymore. All right. All right. Just keep us in your top eight. That would be great. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. You have Lauren Daigle tickets. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill, the Q Morning Show. Good morning. So these are three phrases that a guy says these are rude when you use them in an everyday speech. This is from speech and presentation consultant, John Bowe. John Bowe. Let's hear what you got. He's got that in his business card. Speech and presentation consultant. Uh, So here are the three phrases. Number one, it is what it is. Why is that rude? That's rude if you say it. Now, he says a lot of times this is used when someone really wants to say, stop complaining. Instead, try saying, that's tough. I'm sorry you're going through that. Now, I have used it is what it is. But yeah, I, me too. I use it when I'm talking about me. Correct. Like what's going on in my life. And I usually say it just just to shut the conversation down because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yes, so I agree. I'll, so I'll just say it. I don't say that to like I don't go to calling hours for my friend whose grandmother just died. And right. Say, it is right, what right. it is. Yes. So I if you're using it in that <laughs> type of situation. Context, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely rude. Uh Here's the thing is supposedly rude. If you start off a sentence by saying, here's the thing, because what John says, it, this comes off as self-important. It makes it sound like what you're about to say next is the end all be all. Instead, try saying, I think, followed by what you think. And that I, I guess that sounds better. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm also trying to remember when I use these phrases and I would say, here's the thing, I think. You know what I mean? You would use like, both. Yeah, I would use both of them at the same time. You're covering your bases there. Right. I don't, I don't remember. Do I ever say, here's the thing? Here's the thing. Do I ever say that? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I say that. It's not in my vernacular. Uh, and the last one here, This, if you say this, you might be coming off as rude. Do you want to? Like if you're asking somebody some, something and you start off by saying, do you want to? Now, John says, sure, this is okay to say if you're genuinely asking someone for their preference on something, but it comes off as belittling if you're using it to ask someone to do a task for you. Instead, try saying, will you do me a favor? Like, so if you would say, John, do you want to, like, if you say to me, like, do you want to edit all that audio after the show today? Right. 
But I, I've I never... I don't say that. And you don't say that either. I don't say it that way? No. Do you want to do that? I, I don't ever ask you to do... Th- because no. Morgan and I have a lot of responsibilities, and some of them we ask each other after the show. Like, do yeah. you want... But I don't... I'll always say, is there anything you need help with? Yeah, That's I, what I say. I don't think that I've never said it in a way where I've I've ever felt belittled by you. Well, that's good to know. Right. <laughs> so we're good. So there, I feel I feel good. <laughs> we have good communication. John Bowes just trying to keep a job. <laughs> this music makes me so happy. I'm I'm glad that it does. So Morgan just got back from Las Vegas at BravoCon, and I'm excited about this because when we play we play a lot of games around here. But when we're playing the games, I don't get to play the games. Today all the time. you do. Yeah, I, I never get to be a contestant. So today I get to be the contestant. We're gonna play the Las Vegas Price Is Right. Let's do it. That's next on the Q Morning Show. Ba, 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 ba. They make your day. They make you laugh. Morgan and Bill. It's like they've been friends forever, and they're fun to listen to. The Q Morning Show. Q one hundred four. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show, Morgan and Bill. All right, do I have everything I need here? I've got prices right, music. I have a pen and paper. I don't know why. I just felt, <laughs> You always have a pen and paper in front of you. I felt like I wouldn't be prepared for this game if I didn't have a pen and paper. You're ready to take notes. We're going to play the Las Vegas Prices Right game. And everybody can play along, right? Yeah. Everybody can play along wherever you are and yell out answers in your car wherever you are right now. Um, so Morgan just got back from Las Vegas at BravoCon. And I'm assuming you were amazed, fascinated, disgusted by... Items up for sale oh, in Vegas. Yeah, of course. Is, it, is that a fair way to of say course. it? Of course. I mean, even when I left on Thursday, you were like, take note of how much everything costs. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't think about it until you said that. And then throughout the weekend, I was like, oh, wow, this cost that much. Oh, wow, that cost that much. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was quite surprised. Yeah, it's things that you don't think about. That you're like, what? Right. It costs that much to have like a stick of gum? In Las Vegas, yeah. Right. Okay, so the Las Vegas Price is Right game. I am ready to play. I'm very excited to play this game. Okay, so I have three different items that David and I got throughout the weekend. So what? Are you just going to guess how much they cost? Yeah, so you throw out the item. Describe okay. it. I will I will guess. Okay. And I can't go over. Okay. So let's start with, in the hotel, there were three different Starbucks. So okay. every morning while I was waking up, David would run down and he would get us coffee and breakfast. So... Mm-hmm. In Las Vegas, how much did two lattes and two breakfast sandwiches cost total? Okay. So I'm not a regular Starbucks guy. I mean, I'll go there if there's no other place to go. I just order regular coffee. I don't get lattes. Mm-hmm. But I could think I could take a guess here and then add on the Vegas tax. Uh, okay. So two lattes, two breakfast sandwiches. I am going to say $45. $45. Actual retail price? $48.55. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. And you I did a good job. I didn't go over. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I yeah. fe- I'm feeling good. All right, so what's the next item up for bid? One large Fiji water bottle. Now, was this one that you bought somewhere in the hotel or is this the one that was already in your hotel room this was the one that was in the hotel room okay one large fiji bottle of water okay one bottle okay so i know it's astronomically high but i'm gonna put it even a little higher i'm gonna say 25 dollars for that bottle of water $12.99. $12.99? You're like, that's on sale. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that I've been to a Vegas hotel where those bottles are like $20. What? A bottle of water? $12.99. That sounds like a bargain. Well, David and I about had a heart attack when we saw that it was $12.99, so I'm glad you had that reaction. I always know when I'm staying at a... I mean, it doesn't even have to be Vegas. Whatever hotel I'm at, don't drink the water. (laughs) It's going to be... It's way too expensive. Okay, this... This was at a convenience store, so not hotel prices, but still in Las Vegas. And this is our final item up for bid, right? Correct. Okay. One small bag of barbecue chips and a Red Bull. Barbecue chips, Red Bull. 
And this is just at a convenience store on yes. the Strip? Yes. Okay, still jacked up a little bit because you're on the Strip. Mm-hmm. One small bag of barbecue, potato chips, and a Red Bull. You know, like the, the individual size bags. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say $16. $16. Twenty-five fifty-nine. That's twenty-five. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You're better off drinking the water. I know. At the hotel, I was like, David's the one that got the chips that were literally thirteen dollars. I was like, are those thirteen dollars chips worth it to you, yeah. David? Why do you need chips at that moment in time? <laughs> I have no idea. Hey, you did pretty good. That's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, again, it's one of those things where if you have a Las Vegas trip, just go and just have fun. Right. Spend your money. And worry about the total yeah. later. Don't worry about Don't even look at those receipts <laughs> right. if you don't have to. Yay, the Las Vegas Price is Right game. Good job, Bill. It's Q104. Good morning. Yeah, man. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill, let's get into that Hollywood dirt sheet with Morgan right here. The Striking Actors Union is rejecting the industry's, quote, last, best, and final offer as the strike has rolled over into another day. SAG-AFTRA, which represents about 160,000 actors, said yesterday there are still several items uh, where there is no agreement. But the biggest of those is... You nailed it, Bill. The use of artificial intelligence and the use of people's likeness without permission. Uh, the studios originally said that actors would get a one-time payment for an AI scan of their likeness, and it could be used forever. The union said, no way. Talks may resume today. I totally get it. Yeah, what the heck? I mean, why would they think people would be okay with that? I don't know why they think that... I, the only... Comparison I can come up with is just in our industry, the radio industry, Mm -hmm. Um, because artificial intelligence is now infiltrating the radio industry as well. Mm -hmm. And I've got issues with that. I'm like the the actor. I'm like, I don't want my voice to be used without my consent. Because right. I don't want somebody making me say something that I would never say. True. And I could see why the actors are feeling the same way. Like, they don't want... They don't want their character to do something that they didn't actually act out. Right. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Team actors on this one. Um, Taylor Swift threw a watch party for the Kansas City Chiefs game this past weekend. So uh, Travis Kelsey traveled with the Chiefs to Germany over the weekend. And Taylor showed her support from New York City by hosting a viewing party for WAGs. Do you know what a WAG is, Bill? I don't. Wives and girlfriends of sports athletes. Gotcha. Well, there was only one wife, right? Brittany Mahomes? Brittany Mahomes, yeah. And then um, some of the current Chiefs and Buffalo Bills players. So it was a little bit of a mix in Taylor's New York City apartment. But Kelsey also felt the love as Taylor Swift showed him support in another way by liking a Instagram post in which he celebrated a, a big career milestone. He got the all-time leading receiver in the franchise history. So there you go. Michael Strahan will miss a third week of Good Morning America. The popular co-host has already missed the last two weeks due to a personal issue and will be out again this week. His publicist said, Michael Strahan will not be with us this week as he is dealing with some personal family matters. We appreciate everyone's thoughts and concerns. Uh, The Football Hall of Famer has also skipped Fox NFL Sunday during this time, but no other details on why he is out. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more, is up at Q104.com. You can get it there and always on the free Odyssey app. A chance to see Green Day and the Smashing Pumpkins in Pittsburgh next year. That's coming up after 9 this morning. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.